Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and I'm here with my highly proficient business partner, Mr. <laughs> Eric Sprague, the well, what, tech what whisperer. Am, what am I being proficient in today? You're a professional all the time. Uh, I try to be. And it, it's, it's a pleasure to have you uh, <laughs> co-hosting this podcast with me <laughs> proficiently. Um, I want to introduce our guest today. We've got some wonderful guys here. We've done a uh, podcast with them before. And they have a ton to offer. Wood Boyles and Dan Baker from Blue Collar Talent, Talent Scouts. How are you guys? Pretty good. How are you good. guys doing? Good. We're doing great. Uh, thanks for coming back on the show. We had you guys on month ago or so and definitely unfortunately we had to have you guys on again for a different reason (laughs) exactly not the reason that we would have liked to had you on for so um i I tell you what with all the stuff going on there's one thing that we could all uh, we could all agree on is that we're going to get through this yeah i love the optimism dan we need that that's what we all need to be thinking so what are you guys seeing out there i mean you guys are on the front line you're you're placing technicians in companies. So, I mean, you're probably seeing this faster than the rest of us. Uh, the And we lost. Uh, what's that? We lo- I lost you for a bit. Oh, man. All right, try Hold it on. again. All right. The, the landscape certainly has changed. Uh, What do you want to jump weeks. in? Um, it's had a small sure, sure, sure. I, I think it, I think Dan's right. The landscape has changed, and part of it's people are at a, a point where they're slowly adjusting to what the new new normal for right now. And so there are companies that were going straight out that aren't quite as as quick to hire anymore. They're still hiring. In fact, one of our one of our clients is actually in the process of looking. They're still their goal is to add about a hundred people this year. And they're they're still looking every week. They're they're talking about it. They're interviewing people. They've had to change some of their interview processes and 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 their onboarding processes, but they they've done a good job with that. Other companies, um, some of the ones again, good clients, good companies, uh, they are actually at a point where they're um, they're holding on right now they don't want to they don't want to hire they don't want to let anyone go they're just trying to wait and see and i think part of that those companies specifically are here in texas um it's not turned hot yet so once it does that'll be a change we've seen one national company that's actually just it hadn't changed a thing it's a it's they're moving the same way they have been so it's all over the board there are a few companies that i think um you know, we don't want to classify companies versus bad companies necessarily, but companies with less stellar reputations out in the market right now are that, that were less stellar. They're probably holding on to a few guys for a little bit longer because guys are, you know, techs are a little bit scared of what's going on. Hey, if I move to a new company, I'm in an orientation period. So you got both sides of that. But they're also looking for those companies. Um, the guys we're talking to, they're looking for the companies that they know have the opportunity to grow with them and, and they're going to be stable long-term. They're going to get through this. Right. Quality culture is what you're talking about. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, if you have a great culture and, and a, a really good company, you're in really good position right now to get good team members. I oh, now it's more exactly. the ones you have. The way, the way contractors treat their employees in this situation is essentially going to define them for the next 12 to 24 months uh, in their market. There's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Larry was talking about, you know, couple companies he talked to and one you know one company was saying yeah we can't hold good people but my first question to Larry was well were they holding good people before this happened yeah you know who knows mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that yeah you know I'll tell you there's a lot of variables involved in the employment process right now from a contractor's perspective if they're more service related then the likelihood that their business while it may hiccup a little bit while everyone's trying to figure out what they're doing and what the new norm is as what it said while there may be a small hiccup it's going to pick up for sure construction is probably being hit harder than uh than anything else you know right now it seems like um just because i i, I don't know if it's, if it's a project that hasn't actually started Yet, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing through the grapevine is that a lot of those projects are being pushed off 30 or 60 days. Yeah. Uh, if it's a project that's currently uh, in the process of, uh, of some phase of construction, uh, in some scenarios, they're, uh, they're either pausing uh, one area or two areas of that phase, um, uh, or, or they're just kind of holding back, you know, again, for the next 30 or 60 days. So the positive thing when it comes to the blue collar um, arena and sir, as it relates to service is it's not an if it's a win, it, it's going to pick back up, you know, if nothing else with everyone being sequestered at home, anybody that's in the residential service space, they should see an uptick, right? There's no question. So, so there's that part of it. the other part as well. A lot of people are handling this differently. You know, I talked to some plumbers and HVAC techs just over the last couple of weeks and electricians for that matter as well. A lot of these guys are like, I'm Iron Man, I'm gonna get out there and get it done. But some of them, some of them aren't. Some of them are nervous, you know, some of them um, that, you know, they're not, you know, even if they're unemployed right now, they're, they're or, or if a company they're working for is wanting them to go out there and run all of these calls, uh, they're just nervous, you know? So the landscape's interesting right now. We're trying, uh, here at Blue Collar Talent Scouts, we're, we're trying hard, not just to obviously help fill, you know, a need for uh, guys looking for new jobs and companies looking for new people, but also a lot of, you know, really good info that's out there just to, uh, uh, to kind of help relax everyone, right? And what's going to speak to that uh, a little bit more here in a sec, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but it's an interesting time that we live in, there's no question about it. But if your service business is slow now, it's only going to be a small blip on the radar. You have to make sure that you're the best company. Uh, um, to work for because it's not if, it's when those calls start coming in, they're going to come in hot and heavy and you have to have your ducks in a row in order to make sure you don't lose potential customers, right? Yeah, and I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the construction industry will have a bigger blips because so much of them are so heavily financed, the projects. Right. And, th and that's the thing, right? <clears throat> so so some projects, some projects that are currently um, – uh, in progress, depending on the stage of financing that's, uh, you know, that the project's in. You're right. I mean, it, it's hard to tell, right? It's hard to tell because every day, depending on where you look, every day there's a different message about what is um, uh, uh, an essential worker versus not an essential worker, what's an essential project versus not an essential project. For example, you have a construction company in any one of the trades working on a hospital addition, for example. Uh, and then you have another construction company working on a strip mall. Um, 
you know, if they say that these people are um, are essential workers, well, does that mean that both the strip mall and the hospital wing continue to go, or is it just the hospital wing mm -hmm. and not the strip mall? I think a lot of companies are confused about that as well. So, yeah. Wood, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I think I think the whole thing comes down to a, a, an issue of it's it's not even just construction versus service. I think it's also what type of construction and Dan alluded to it, but I think uh, what we saw back in, what was it, 2002, 2008, and then again in the, the late aughts, uh, 2007 to 2009, the, right. the, the residential construction slowed down. And I, you know, I think that's going to happen. I think the commercial construction may stay pretty stable as it is. As, as Dan said, we, we've got some grants that are, um, really at a point where they're helping with that. So, you know, their, their projects are necessary. They're ongoing. No, y'all hear me? No, we just got out a little bit at the end. Yeah. That's, We've got some sort of curse, the four of us. <laughs> you know, it's, well, I've, it's I've heard that my, my star shines so bright that, uh, right. That's what I've heard. That's what I tell myself every morning when I wake up. That's what I told Larry right before we got on here. Dan yeah. Star shines so I'm bright. You. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dan, Dan's the modest one. Dan's got the a modest one. Star. It's hard for me to talk about myself. Uh, it really is. It's a challenge. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can imagine how my so, wife likes being sequestered here in the house with me. Oh. Yeah, I know. Families are losing their minds. That's right. So what would Go you see? I hope this is a big thing. And this message goes out to contractors. Um, listen, if you've been in business for more than three years, and, and you know, Larry and Eric, you guys can certainly speak to this. There's always ebbs and flows, right? Um, you can kind of tell how your business is going to do based upon seasons if your business is seasonal. Uh, you can tell how it's going to do based upon certain things economically. This is just one of those odd things that came out of nowhere and it's affecting literally everyone. Yeah. Character is the biggest thing. And if you are a business owner and you are trying to keep your team up to date on what's going on, I don't know that there's uh, I don't know that, that that there's a way to give too much information to your employees, even if it's a text. You know, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Here's what we have. You know, here's what we've heard. This is what's going on. That way, your that way your crew they don't uh, they don't they don't have to answer to mama when they go home. Like, well, what's your company going to do? You know, I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? Because that creates fear. Not knowing creates fear. So as a business owner, even if what you know is no different than what you told them six hours ago, let them know, hey, there's no new updates, but I'll keep you apprised of the situation as things happen, right? And it doesn't matter if that's industry-specific news or just, you know, what the, you know, what the president says, you know, in his uh, uh, latest, um, you know, release. So that's a big thing because these guys are going to remember. These guys and gals, your, your star employees, they're going to remember how you treated them during the situation. And if you're a great employer, they're going to be a great employee. Uh, and again, character, uh, character in this time of need from, from a contractor's perspective is really going to identify you uh, in the marketplace for the next 12 to 24 months for sure. Another thing on top of that is there are resources that are available. And we're going to speak to that a little bit in a second for small businesses, you know, to, to really help out in certain scenarios. I mean, heck, 
Um, and what do you, you want to jump in on that one? Because you, you've got a pretty good outline of some of that stuff. Well, yeah. I've done a little bit of research, you know, and, and we've had a, a couple of inquiries already. Uh, the U.S. CARES Act is is uh, moving in to help maintain some jobs, to help some small businesses going. Uh, go so we actually put together a little um, two-pager a PDF uh, that you can download off our website. It's on the front page of the website. Uh, gives you. You, you want to give that uh, website now, Wood? Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's www.bluecollartalentscouts.com. Okay. Uh, just like our name. And if you scroll about halfway down the page, it's a PDF you can download. But I'll it put gives that you the, in the notes the as well. I'll put a link to that so that'll happen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, it's got it's got the um, it's got the links to all the different websites in terms of looking for uh, financial assistance. The you know uh, it's got the U.S. Chamber of Commerce con connection as well. And and then one other thing that I came across that was was pretty nice to me. Um, JJ Keller has actually put out and I. I'm not trying to advertise for anyone, but they're a pretty well-known safety and equipment company. They've put out uh, three or four, you know, uh, self-serve free uh, training programs on the COVID-19 uh, um, process and what what needs to be done to keep yourself safe. We also included a checklist about, hey, some, some employers that are slowing down are, are not seeing as the phone ring as much are sitting there thinking, I got to make a cut. And there's some other alternatives to that. So we wanted to give some opportunities that way. But one thing, and I think this is what I'd really highlight is the whole safety world has changed. I've worked for companies before where, hey, look, guys kind of did a wink and a nod towards safety. You'd catch guys doing stupid stuff that was stupid at any time. Now the best companies are actually kind of empowering their employees, not just with the equipment they need and, and with the training they need, but they're giving them the discretion. They show up at a home, something doesn't feel right, something seems off, someone seems sick. They've got to have the ability to call it off, they, yeah. to not get to that home. And so that's an important factor. But I think uh, to go back sort of to, to Dan's point, one of the things is there is a real sense in it's not the next 12 to 24 months that, that's being effective. Um, your success now is really based on, in a number of instances, I think what you've done over the last three to five years. If you've had a bad reputation yeah. with your customers, it's going to show up now because customers Customers are not looking for someone and they, they got more time at home to go on the websites and do all the, the review sites. They're not looking for someone who's going to have to come into the home three times to do a job right that should have been done the first time. Employees are looking at Glassdoor and other websites and they're seeing what's the culture of this company. And if the company's culture was, hey, I, I'm being taken advantage of, clients are being taken advantage of they're not as likely to, to, uh, to go after employment with that company. Safety issues, you know what? Safety hi history is going to be something that if the, if the tech themselves don't look at, their significant other, mama or whoever is going to look at and is going to be part of that, that equation. So really need to think about that and think during this time, what you do will set you up. And I think it'll be a lot longer than 24 months that people will remember this. Yeah, I heard I heard Mark Cuban say he thinks for the next 10 years that mm -hmm. that companies what yeah. they do right now will define them for the next 10 years. He's probably yeah. talking about bigger companies, but in our little world, same thing. Sure really. is.
Yeah. Well, you see, you see the, some of the stories in retail now, and I'm not going to call names, but there's companies out there that, you know what, someone got an email that was laying them off. Guess what? That, that email now is online somewhere. Totally. You've got other companies who are furloughing people and they're doing what they can, but you know what? Retail isn't there right now. So guess what? Those companies are at least getting some sympathetic a response where the others are like, hey, look, you walked away from us. So yeah. it's not even a difference in the message. It's a difference in the delivery and in the attitude or environment behind it. And again, cool. in our industry, we shouldn't have to come to a whole lot of that because if you're doing well, if you're doing the right things, you've got some resources and even some, some impetus to continue the employment of your people because there's, there's help there for you through, through this recent uh, legislation in Congress. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the old saying goes that people don't leave companies, people leave people. And um, I think there's a lot. I mean, it's not always true, but it's generally true. Here's what I find. If if somebody's leaving for a buck an hour, let them go, right? Um, If somebody's leaving for life-changing money, that's a different thing. But if they're not leaving for money at all, then you're right. It's because they don't like their boss. They don't like the culture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that's hundred percent. That's hundred percent on that contractor. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to take all your time. I know you guys are busy, but what? So what would you say to? Let's talk not not the big companies, but let's talk the, you know, anywhere from three to ten truck kind of service companies. What What would you tell the owners who? Maybe some of them the phone's ringing off the hook, but maybe some it's kind of there's a lot of unsurety. What would you say to those guys from a staffing perspective, kind of like Larry was talking about earlier? Uh, Well, I would say a couple of things, actually. Number one, take care of your people, period. Now, if you're already taking care of your people, great. Keep them updated, though, on what's going on. More information is better than not enough, in my opinion, because or your installer or your cleaner or your painter, they could always not read the text, but it's better to have that to them than not. Any type of stuff that you normally do, booties, those foot uh, foot booties, those became super popular, what, about 10 years ago uh, for pretty much any uh, service company going into to, to homes. Make sure that if you have that stuff available, that you're not only telling your guys to use it, but advertise that on all of your social media platforms. Any company that is not currently engaged in social media, now's the perfect time to do it. Facebook's free, Instagram's free, Twitter's free, right? Even if it's just a quick uh, you know, photo of a job that you did a couple of weeks ago, if you're not getting calls right now, you will, uh, you will. The next well, week- I think too, I think just to jump in on that, first of all, the, the whole thing is I, I learned it in a totally different industry 40 years ago. The phrase is, or the, the cliche is, you cannot not communicate. If you, if you say something, if you communi- communicate something, it says something. If you don't, it says something as well. Right now is a time, you know what, it's not just enough to say, hey, we, we wear booties, but talk to people. I mean, look at some of the, the, the national companies. They've done a great job at this. All of a sudden, they have highlighted from an executive level all the way down in, in their publications, online, wherever they can. This is what we're doing because of this. 
you know what, if, you're, if your phone's not ringing and you haven't communicated, this is what we've changed to, get to, you know, to take care of you and to protect you from a health standpoint, you're missing the boat. You've got yeah. to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. No. More information is good. Now, one challenge that will happen with all of this, and this is just kind of a blanket statement, when you have unemployment go up in a massive way, I don't even know what the numbers are now, but over 3 million people have filed for unemployment just in the last five days. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, something like that. So, and it's probably going to go up. Well, the reality is in our industries, right, anything that's blue collar specific, not every Tom, Dick, or Harry can just walk in and do the job. You know, so the challenge that every contractor was facing before COVID-19 was not enough qualified folks to do the job. Well, there are layoffs that are happening in lots of industries. There are smaller companies that may not make it and have a couple of really good solid players in your market. But here's the reality. The lion's share of the people who are going to be applying for all kinds of jobs now is going to increase tenfold. Now you've got a lot more unqualified people applying for that exact same job that you already had a lot of unqualified people uh, applying for. So when it comes to filling a truck, just know that you're probably going to be dealing with a lot of additional unqualified folks out there, if that makes sense. So really try to plan the way that you want to, to go after that uh, as carefully as you possibly can, because every second of your day that you're spending not booking a service call and not running to a call is money that's never coming back. Um, so we're, um, uh, we're expecting to see a pretty big uptick in the next week or so with, uh, with contractors who are starting to get those calls to need to fill those trucks. They just don't, they don't want to spend yeah. an additional two hours a day you know, going through folks that aren't, that aren't qualified. But that's also, I mean, it depends, it depends on exactly what you do, but there's a huge opportunity in that too, because there sure. could be a lot of very smart, good people who might not be qualified yet, but if you're good at training and you're Great good point. at building a culture, you can walk on the other side of this in a year and go, Holy and have crap. a farm team, have a farm team in place. It, that, that's an excellent point. So this is a good time to actually, if you don't have a farm system in place to actually, to start looking at it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Larry, you got anything? I think, I think the... Oh, go ahead, Wood. I, I think the, the, uh, the thing that Dan and I have talked about is there, there are contractors who didn't find hours in the day before to, to go through the process, screening and so forth, and, and finding the, the right guys, interviewing the guys, getting them on board. They had people who helped do that. Some of those people are working remotely now. I, to Dan's point, it's going to go from being like... Trying to take a drink of water out of a out of a you know a water cooler to trying to drink out of the fire hydrant, and so the challenge is going to be, yeah, we want to find those guys that we can train, but we also need to find those guys who are truck ready, if you will. And right, at that yeah, point, well, that's going to make you money. How, how do you, how do you sort that out? And do, is that an area where you need to look at your processes because that's going to make a difference in the, in the way that you do it? And oh, by the way, you know what? There's been a, a, about a half dozen companies don't really work in the trades that will jump in and out of the trades when the market's slow from a staffing company standpoint. Think about how many companies that don't have a background in the trades think, oh, it's just similar to IT or it's just similar to this, this, that are going to be calling and trying to sell you on services and they get you the people they need. Right. It's not going to happen. And yeah. so it's going to be like even those marketing calls are going to increase about eight or tenfold. 
So you've got to be prepared with how are you going to manage that fire hydrant flow of water when you got other, other stuff you really have to be focused on. Right. Uh, that's a great point. Larry, do you have any final comments or questions? No, you guys have some great information. It's very helpful. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much. We don't want to take too much of your time and we're trying to keep these uh, a little short. We could talk all day <laughs> for sure. But, well, uh, be, if we're not still recording, I would like to ask a question. We are still recording. <laughs> gotcha. I'll wait to, I'll wait to okay. <laughs> You guys will never know what's said after I hit stop. <laughs> anyway. I hope you guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring the gray beard back, you know, um, thought about okay. shaving. Hold on. I'm not done yet. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks a lot guys. Uh, appreciate having you on and we'll hear about Dan's beard in another, on another podcast. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take care guys. We'll see you. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.